Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome to The Sports Beat. How are all you sports fans doing on this first day of March as we will talk March Madness as we have got a great show for you. Going to talk about the Rapids game against the Fayetteville Fury. We got high school playoffs going on in the state of Georgia, and no deal has been reached in Major League Baseball, and the season is in jeopardy. But first, I'm really blessed that I could be here on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, as I'm broadcasted Monday through Friday from 5 to 5.30. I'm right after Rick Smith and right before Bryce Kuhn, and I'm really blessed that I'm a part of this family as I'm going on my two-year anniversary that I've had this podcast. I slowed down a little bit last year. I was actually going through the archives of my podcast, and I was going back to once a week. The bottom line is I lose half my audience when football season is over. And so I want to try to give the best show possible. I try to put out the content that you want to hear, but we do have a great show for you. As Let's start with the Columbus Rapids, the men and women's team. The women, 4-7 and seven on the season, travels to Fayetteville tonight to take on the 2-10 and 10 Fayetteville Fury before their home contest on Thursday. A busy week for indoor soccer for both the men and women's team. As leading goal scorer, Olivia Gerald with 11 goals on the year. As the Rapids will try to respond to their 10-1 to loss they suffered against the Fayetteville Fury last week the men come into this contest taking on the best team in the nisl the men's team is three and eight on the season and the fayetteville furies men's team is nine and three and currently in first place in the nisl so you can catch both these games on the national indoor soccer league's youtube channel i'm looking forward to watching the broadcast and hearing the play-by-play announcer for the fury and i'm looking forward to calling these games on thursday as we welcome the rome gladiators to the columbus civic center and then the rapids travel on the road and they will take on the memphis americans on saturday so this is a busy week in indoor soccer three games in the entire week well at least they didn't have to play three games in three nights like they did like two weekends ago but it's going to be a very busy week at the Columbus Civic Center as we have Rapid Soccer on Thursday and then the Columbus River Dragons will host the Danbury Hattricks for a three-game series as the River Dragons have already clinched a playoff berth. And I'm just looking forward to seeing local sports in Columbus. We have the Peach Belt Conference tournaments going on this week for the Columbus State Cougars and Lady Cougars. Columbus State is taking on South Carolina Aiken up in South Carolina tonight at 7.30. You could catch that game on WCUG as Scott Miller will have the call on 88.5 Cougar Radio as Columbus State is trying to duplicate what they did in 2020 when they won Two games on the road. They beat South Carolina Aiken and UNC Pembroke. However, they did lose to Lander in the Peach Belt Championship, 76-73. to That was an improbable run. 
Then, of course, we all know what happened. That took place on March 8th and then March 11th. Well, the rest is history. But Columbus State, an impressive season, trying to get their 20th win. They're 19-9 on the season as they continue to push their record. So good luck to the Columbus State Cougars against South Carolina. The Lady Cougars are going to host Augusta University on Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Lander Center. And you can catch that game on 88.5 CUG. Scott Miller with the call. Later on that day, they were supposed to play Tuskegee on Wednesday, and it got canceled. So they have added a game. You're going to get a treat as they take on Point University out of West Point, Georgia. Point University is 7-8 on the season. Columbus State baseball team is 13-3. That game will be at Ragsdale Field at Burger King Stadium at 4 p.m. on 4 p.m. tomorrow. I've already been out to a Columbus State baseball game. It was fun. It was exciting. It was a just an onslaught as they beat Tuskegee 15 to nothing. And quite a few fans out there, too. And they had a very impressive weekend, taking three out of four against Quincy University. We have GHSAA High School State Playoffs, as two local teams in Columbus are both in the Elite Eight. Let's start with the Spencer Green Wave. The Spencer Green Wave, the boys basketball team, has had an impressive season. They've only lost two games all year. That was to Dutchtown and East Coeta. They are taking on Doherty tonight at 7.30 in the Elite Eight for the right to go to the Final Four, which will take place on March 4th at Fort Valley State University. Spencer is taking on Doherty. Doherty is a team from Albany. Spencer has a 28-2 record. If you look at their first couple of games in the playoffs, they had convincing wins against Spalding and North Oconee. And Doherty has a 15-11 and 11 record. Doherty was able to get into this tournament by winning their region by beating Cairo in the final. They took New Hampstead to overtime and they beat Fayette County. So clearly Doherty has had a Cinderella story in boys basketball for 4A. Just looking at the bracket as we are in the Elite Eight, in the other side of the bracket, we have Monroe taking on Marist. We have Druid Hills taking on McDonough. And we have Jefferson taking on Westover. So the final four will be set. The winner of Doherty and Spencer will take on the winner of Monroe and Marist. And that game will be played at Fort Valley State University at 4 p.m. on March the 4th. The winner of Jefferson Westover will take on the winner of Druid Hills and McDonough. And they will play at 8 p.m at Fort Valley State University. The championship game will be at the Macon Coliseum on March the 9th at 7 p.m. That is for Georgia State Boys Basketball Tournament. Well, we have a quarterfinal tomorrow at 6 as Manchester will take on Towns County. Over in the other bracket, they will take on the winner of Warren County in Dublin. You have Drew Charter taking on Wilkinson County and Social Circle taking on Calhoun County. Social Circle, I have talked about them on this show as they've been impressive. 114-36 against Atlanta Classical and 107-25 against Clinch County. Just an incredible run that Social Circle has had. Going over to Double A, we have Northeast taking on Vidalia, Butler taking on Washington County, Woodville Tompkins taking on Model, and Early County taking on Westside. Over in 3A, Windsor Forest taking on Sumter County. You have Johnson taking on Thompson. You have Burke County taking on Beach. 
and Cross Creek taking on Groves. We talked about 4A. Let's move to 5A. Jonesboro is taking on Loganville. Hiram taking on Eagles Landing. Woodland taking on Calhoun. And Chapel Hill taking on Tri-Cities. Now let's go to 6A. Carrollton taking on Buford. Sequoia taking on Kell. Langston Hughes taking on River Ridge. And Wheeler taking on Grovetown. Wheeler had a one-point win over Westlake. And, of course, Wheeler out of Marietta, Georgia. Their most famous alumni to ever play for Joseph Wheeler High School was Sharif Abdul-Rahim. And, of course, they've had some state titles in the early 2000s. Finally, we take a look at 7A as Milton is taken on Pelberbrook, Burkmar taken on Grayson, North Gwinnett taken on Norcross, and Newton taken on Archer. The championship game for 7A is going to be March the 12th. So these championship games are spread out from March 9th to March the 12th. Let's take a look at the Carver Lady Tigers as they are trying to win their third straight state title. Of course, they won it in 2021. They won it in 2019. And they have done an incredible job just mowing through Perry 81 to 25. And then in round two, they beat Chastehi 62 to 38. They are taking on Luella tonight at 6 p.m. If they win that game, they will go to the Final Four and they will play on March the 4th at 2 p.m. at Fort Valley State University against the winner, against Northwest Whitfield and Baldwin. In the other bracket, you have Marist taking on Heritage and Jefferson taking on Pickens. Another local team that I want to talk about, the Callaway Lady Cavaliers are also in the Elite Eight as they are taking on Elbert County tonight at 6 p.m. And if they win, they're going to the Final Four on March the 4th, which will take place at Georgia College and State University in Milledgeville, Georgia. And they will take on the winner of Fanning County and Josie. Looking at 5A for the girls, you have Forest Park taking on Loganville. You have Jackson taking on Woodward Academy. Greenbrier taking on Warner Robins, and Hiram taking on New Manchester. Over in 6A, you have Rockdale County taking on Brunswick. Kell is taking on Rome. River Ridge taking on Lovejoy. And Bradwell Institute taking on Sequoia. And finally, in 7A, you have Cherokee taking on Campbell. You have Norcross taking on Brookwood. Pebblebrook taking on Archer. And Grayson taking on Harrison. And, of course, the championship game will be March the 12th at 5.30 p.m. at the Macon Coliseum. So good luck to all the teams left in the GHSAA State Basketball Tournament for the girls and the boys. Well, Lynette's season came to an end last night in the AHSAA State Final Four as they lost to section. The new college basketball rankings came out yesterday, and Gonzaga is still the number one team in the country, followed by Arizona. Baylor has moved up to number three after an impressive win over Kansas, and they also beat Texas 68-61 on the road yesterday. Duke goes up in the rankings. They're now number four. Auburn falls in the rankings. They're five, followed by Kansas, Kentucky. Purdue fell the worst. They were four. Now they're number eight. Providence, number nine. Wisconsin, number 10. Villanova, 11. Texas Tech, 12. Tennessee, 13. Houston, 14. Tied with Arkansas, both ranked 14th. USC, 16th. 
UCLA 17th. UConn is ranked 18th. St. Mary has moved up in the rankings after beating Gonzaga. They're 19th. Illinois is 20. Texas ranked 21 after losing to Baylor. Murray State is the big non-power conference team that is ranked 22nd as they fell a little bit to the rankings after barely getting by Southeast Missouri. Ohio State, they should end up falling in the rankings after losing to Maryland on Sunday. Iowa is 24th, and Alabama is 25th. So your latest bracketology, and I'm, I'm changing it up a little bit. This is according to Jerry Palm from CBSSports.com. I usually do Joe Lenardi. I'm going to go ahead and do Jerry Palm, just kind of get a, a different perspective. These are brackets that were updated as of March the 1st, so updated as of today. Your first four in is Memphis, Wake Forest, North Carolina, and Florida. Your first four out are Michigan, Oregon, VCU, and Indiana. Your projected number one seeds, according to Jerry Palm at CBSSports.com, are Gonzaga, Auburn, Baylor, and Arizona. The projected number two seeds are Wisconsin, Kansas, Duke, and Providence. The projected number three seeds are Kentucky, Texas Tech, Villanova, Purdue. Your projected number four seeds are Alabama, Yukon, Illinois, and Tennessee. Your projected number five seeds are Arkansas, UCLA, St. Mary's, and Ohio State. Your projected number six seeds are Colorado State, Houston, USC, and Texas. I'm interested to see some, where some of these ranked teams are. Murray State is projected to be a number eight seed. Do they have what it takes to pull off the upset? Because right now they're projected to be in the south bracket against Arizona, and that is a bad matchup for Murray State. I would feel more comfortable if Murray State was a seventh seed. I think they can at least get to the Sweet 16 if they are a seventh seed. Some of the college basketball teams I find on upset alert, I see Wisconsin. Right now, a number two seed, they could lose to a 15 seed. This bracket, they have them in the West bracket taking on Long Beach State University. That is a bad matchup for Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is in danger of losing. I think that Connecticut as a number four seed is vulnerable to a 13 seed, New Mexico State. And I think one of these first four in, like Memphis, is slated to take on Wake Forest in the first play-in game. Memphis is projected to play Wake Forest in the first four. Memphis as an 11 seed is a very dangerous team. They could beat USC. You also have North Carolina taking on Florida, both as 12 seeds, and they're projected to take on St. Mary's. St. Mary's, I think, is on upset alert as a number five seed. So it is the month of March. We've got March Madness. we got college basketball conference tournaments next week this is the final regular season game for all of college basketball here are some of the big games tonight and they could determine seeding in the ncaa tournament providence is taking on villanova providence is ranked ninth villanova is ranked 11th you have tennessee traveling to athens taking on georgia the georgia bulldogs have already broke the record for the most losses in a regular season this was just an abysmal season tennessee could actually improve their spot right now they're projected to be a number four seed some of the bracketology experts think that they might even be a number three seed this just pin, just depending on how far they can go into the tournament 
and they just got to continue winning out their games. You have Ole Miss taking on Kentucky. Kentucky has dropped to a number three seed after losing to Arkansas over the weekend. You have Nebraska taking on Ohio State. You have Duke taking on Pittsburgh on the road. Duke is projected to be a number two seed. I think Duke is a dark horse to win the NCAA tournament. You have Kansas taking on TCU. TCU had a big win over Texas Tech. Can they continue that momentum? Another big monster game on ESPN tonight, Purdue taking on Wisconsin. Purdue is projected to be a number three seed. Wisconsin is projected to be a number two seed. That could flip depending on the result tonight. Cincinnati taking on Houston and Arizona taking on USC. Arizona already lost on the road once to an unranked Colorado Buffaloes team. Can it happen again against the USC Trojans? A team that's projected to be a number six seed. You got to love that late start. 11 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Moving on to the NBA, and I just can't say enough about how terrible the Los Angeles Lakers have been. They take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight, and it just goes to show 27 and 33. They're currently ninth in the NBA. They're currently ninth in the Western Conference, and this whole experiment of getting Russell Westbrook over is not working. The Lakers relied heavily on LeBron allowing Russell Westbrook to eat up minutes in the regular season, and then all of a sudden, they're just going to flip the switch in the playoffs. There are optimistic Laker fans that think with a healthy Anthony Davis, they could take on anybody in this league. But you look at the Lakers roster, they are just old, and they chipped off a lot of their two-way stars like Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. It is a mess, and I think that they need to just blow it up. And they need to start over. I'm not saying that LeBron needs to leave town, but it's not working with Russell Westbrook. And even if the Lakers win the play-in games and they get into the playoffs, they still would have to take on the Phoenix Suns. Even with a healthy Anthony Davis, I still think the Suns are the better team. But last night in the association, how about John Morant? Scores 52 points. The Memphis Grizzlies are 43-20, and 20, and they are currently in third place in the Western Conference. Is he not the MVP of the league? I mean, there's some candidates. Joel Embiid, you have DeMar DeRozan, but I think John Morant is continuing to solidify his position for possibly winning MVP. Of course, the Raptors blew out the Nets. That was a foregone conclusion because Kyrie Irving is not playing in home games. And Brooklyn is 32-30. and 30. They expect to get Kevin Durant back, hopefully this week. And we'll see how that goes. So tonight in the association, you got the Nets taking on the Raptors again. The Atlanta Hawks on TNT taking on the Boston Celtics. The Hawks trying to gain momentum after that win over Toronto over the weekend. But Boston is going to throw Marcus Smart on Trey Young. They're going to do everything they can to neutralize Trey Young and make other Atlanta Hawks beat them. The Celtics are a very good, smart basketball team. And the Hawks just don't have any defense to stop Jason Tatum. He ate them alive in that game a couple of weeks ago on national television. And I see the same result here. The Warriors taking on the Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves are looking pretty good after getting a big victory over Cleveland on the road. And I think it's working in Minnesota as they are currently... In the seventh seed, they would take on the Los Angeles Clippers in the play-in game. The Clippers are expected to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back for the playoffs. So how dangerous would the Clippers be if they get to play the Golden State Warriors 
in the first round of the playoffs. That would be a mismatch for the Warriors. But we would have just two amazing first-round playoff games with the Phoenix Suns taking on the Lakers, a healthy Lakers with AD, and then the Warriors taking on the Clippers. Memphis looks like they're only a game behind the Golden State Warriors. Memphis just continues to win as they have a a three-and-a-half game lead over the Utah Jazz. And right now, if the season ended today, they would take on the Dallas Mavericks. If you look over into the Eastern Conference, the Miami Heat have a two-game lead over the Chicago Bulls after they beat the Bulls in Miami 112-99, to led by Tyler Hero's 20 points and Gabe Vincent also scoring 20 points. You know, Miami's doing it with Kyle Lowry. They have veteran plays from P.J. Tucker. Jimmy Butler is a great two-way player. Bam Adebayo. They still have the same pieces that went to the NBA Finals in 2020. Duncan Robinson. And they still have the savvy veteran who's been on this team since their early days when they won a championship in 2006 Udonis Haslam the oldest player in the league at age 41 he's won three rings with the Miami Heat they got him on this team because he is just one of those veteran leaders all right so Major League Baseball will meet today last ditch effort to try to salvage the season I actually thought the deadline was yesterday but it looks like there's a possibility that they could have 162 games. Let's get this deal done because I don't want to see baseball cancel any games. I actually want to get on this show and talk Major League Baseball and who are the teams that are looking like one of the favorites because they haven't had free agency. They haven't done any moves. We don't know what baseball is going to look like in 2022 until they get a deal done. The NFL Combine starts today in Indianapolis. And one of the things I look forward to is seeing the drills. Most of the stuff that happens in the beginning of the Combine are the interviews and the press conferences. Of course, the interview portion for the quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends will be tomorrow. The drills will start on Thursday, and you can see it on the NFL Network for the quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. I'm looking forward to seeing the 40-yard dash, the bench press, the cone drills, the vertical jump, the broad jump, and the positional drills. It's always nice to see quarterbacks throwing at wide receivers. You have Friday, you have the running backs, offensive linemen, and special teamers. On Saturday, we'll have the defensive linemen and linebackers. And then on Sunday, we have the defensive backs. The latest mock NFL draft for 2022 has just come out, put out by Mel Kuyper Jr. And so here we go. So according to Mel Kuyper Jr., Ikim Ikwangu, the offensive tackle from North Carolina State, is expected to go number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this makes sense because you need somebody to protect Trevor Lawrence. The Detroit Lions decide to go defense with the number two pick, getting defensive end from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, come on, the guy could play. I mean, he had some voting for the Heisman Trophy. I, I felt like he disappeared in that Georgia game. The Houston Texans, I still don't know what the Houston Texans are going to do, but it looks like they're going to select Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from the Alabama Crimson Tide. The New York Jets have the fourth pick, and they're projected to get Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame. The New York Giants, and with the fifth pick, they're projected to get Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end from Oregon. Looks like Carolina is going to get bigger on the offensive line by getting Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. And then the Giants are back on the clock again, selecting Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. 
The Atlanta Falcons with the number eight pick. I didn't know if they were going to get either Derek Stingley Jr. or Ahmad Sauce Garner, the cornerback from Cincinnati. But it looks like they're going to go cornerback here to complement A.J. Terrell, who's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And they're going to get Ahmad Sauce Garner. This is according to Mel Kuyper Jr.'s first mock NFL draft. You got the Denver Broncos. According to Mel Kuyper Jr., trading with the Cleveland Browns to get Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. And then the New York Jets, who got that pick from the Seattle Seahawks, getting Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. But the first quarterback that comes off this board is quarterback Kenny Pickett going to the Washington Commanders. So that's just the top 10 picks, according to Mel Kuyper Jr., in the latest mock 2022 NFL draft. Well, that is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is broadcasted out of Columbus, Georgia, and focuses on the local and national sports scene. I am Richard Holdridge. If you have a sports question or if you would like to be a guest on the show, just inbox me on my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, or on my Twitter feed. And as always, I hope that you have a blessed day. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdridge. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.